you finally have an offer, how do you make sure that you secure the offer and maybe even get other offers? I'm the College Soccer Guy, and this is the How to Play College Soccer Podcast, and let's get into it. So you have yourself an offer. I'm going to tell you a story. I have a student recently. They just got an offer from a Division II school, Westmont. Okay, Westmont just went to Division II from NAI, and Westmont's a unique case because they're the they're in the most beautiful place on the planet, Santa Barbara, my opinion, of course, and they are a religious school, but they have the academics of a D3 school, but they're ranked as a D2 school. So for most of the time when I have a high academic student, I'll be like, look, we shouldn't even bother with Division IIs because you're going to want to go to a high academic Division three or high academic Division one. but Westmont kind of fits in between. So... That happens sometimes, and my job is to help you guys with that. So if you're not sure, my job is to constantly research colleges, and I've been doing this for 10 years, so I've been doing it for a while. Anyways, this student has an offer, okay? This student is a junior, and we are in June, okay? Now, when I say I have an offer, the college coaches have basically said, look, we you're our number one recruit, which is basically their way of saying an offer. But for the sake of this example, let's just say they've, they've said it's an offer, which is basically what it is. This student has a couple scenarios here. This student could say... I'm ready to take it. I want to verbally commit and let's be done. Now, the, there's a couple concerns with that. If, God forbid, they rescinded their offer because you had said, I'm verbally committing to you, and then the coach gets fired or you get injured, you have nothing else, right? If you just say verbally commit and you, and they're not asking for an answer at this point, right? They're just saying, here's the offer on the table. So you don't have to take it right now. And in my own recruiting process, I was I went to a Cal Poly San Luis Obispo camp. It was a three-day camp where we slept there, which are really great camps because you get to know the coaches. And I was assigned to one coach. It happened to be the Valparaiso coach, which is eventually where I went to school. But while I was there, I did pretty well. And the Cal Poly coach was like, really, we like you. We don't see you as a starter, but we see you as like the 30th guy. And you can play Division One college soccer at Cal Poly, which for me, I was from California. That would mean I get to play against UCLA and UCSB, which are other schools I was really interested in. And I was like, yeah. So I said yes. That was pretty early on. That was like in August of my going into my senior year. And I was like, yes. And I didn't kind of stop the recruiting process. And then he said, and, and now it was like time to like sign a, a letter of intent and be done and, and move on. And he was like, oh, we've changed our mind. And he had told myself in front of my two younger brothers and my family at a surf cup tournament like we see you on our team. So the offer was in July because Surf Cup's like July 28th, 29th for boys and a little earlier for girls, depending on the year. That mine was about uh, 10 years ago now. No, longer than that, 15 years ago. But the point is that that was me, right? The Cal Poly coach who's still coaching college soccer. And I was like, what? What are you taking the offer away from me? Like, I don't understand. I was, I stopped. I stopped everything. And he was like, yeah, well, we changed our mind. That screwed me. Okay, that freaking screwed me. Luckily, because I didn't properly stop, I still was emailing a couple schools because I was like, well, if Cal Poly liked me, maybe some other schools will. I eventually got an official visit with Valpo and then I found my dream school. But with you, and let's take the case of this student who's at Westmont, uh, getting an offer from Westmont is one of my students. We started with him his sophomore year going into his junior year. And that's how we got this offer is he went to the ID camp. They saw him at showcase. We sent them video. We were very proactive early on and he's a good soccer player. Okay. He's a very good soccer player. So in his case, what we're going to do is we're going to say, Hey, great job. So good job. We got the offer. We no longer have to reach out to any schools that are below your desire of Westmont. So for example, let's say he's like, well, should I still be reaching out to Chapman? 
which is a very good D3 school. If I said to him, would you rather go to Chapman or Westmont? What would you rather do? He goes, Westmont. Well, then no, we're not going to reach out to Chapman because you've already got your best offer. But if let's say there's a D3 school, like in his case, he also really likes Santa Cruz. And he's like, I don't know if I would pick Westmont or Santa Cruz. Then we will reach out to Santa Cruz and we will say, hey, we have an offer from a Division II school. However, I like your school for these reasons. Now that you don't think Santa Cruz is going to be wanting to know what like the situation, of course they're going to want to know the situation. That's amazing. So in this student's case, we're going to take that offer and we're going to start kind of leveraging it. But you have to be mindful because – you have to assume all these coaches know each other because they do. It's a really small world. And if they hear that you're shopping it around, they will know. Now, in this scenario, which is why I have to talk to you guys about your own scenarios before we jump into this nuance, the coaches are expecting him to do that. Maybe not to UC Santa Cruz, but to Division One schools, of course. So this particular student, not only does he like UC Santa Cruz, he also likes UCLA, Stan- no, not Stanford because he doesn't have the grades, UCLA, Cal Poly, San Francisco, a lot of California schools at D1 level, and Pacific. So there's a lot of schools. So what we're going to do is we are going to – we're going into the summer at the moment. So we emailed the schools, got a lot of genuine interest. We are then – we then identified which schools he's going to go to. We got a lot of interest because of how we messaged the coaches in the email with the explanation from the offer from a D2 school. And he's going to now start only focusing on D1s, nobody else. Because unless, like I said, it's a D3 school he really likes because he has an offer. Now, he's a junior going into his senior summer. He's going. He's in his junior – beginning of his junior summer going into his senior year. And he already has basically a school he's told me like I'm ready to say yes to. And I said, look, that's great. But because you never know, you might get hurt. The college coach might leave. I don't want you – and, and Westmont are not asking him for a decision right now. I'm like, let's wait. Like we don't have to – we don't have to know – we don't have to decide this right this second. So because of that, let's just let's just hold on a minute um, and wait and let's just see you know how we're doing before we go about this. So because of that situation, he's going to start leveraging that towards Division One schools. Now, this is exciting, right? We like being in this place because now we get to talk to our D one schools. But it doesn't mean you stop communicating with the school that's made you the offer, right? If they don't feel loved, which you do love them, but if you just ignore them because you're like, oh, I already have that person in my back pocket, they're not going to want to con- continue to offer you because they're like, oh, you don't you don't love us anymore. We proposed our love to you and you're not proposing it back. So you have to go, I'm really excited. I'd like to speak to you further. I'd like to update you on some more video. Here's my schedule. You want to constantly go, coach, I love you. And in this student's case, this is his top choice. Like even if a D1 school came calling, he's probably still going to pick this Westmont school because he really likes him. But, you know, we always have to protect ourselves. College coaches protect themselves. That's why they're going to have, you don't think he's the only recruit they're looking at? Of course, they're looking at other recruits. What if he gets hurt? What if there's other, everybody's looking out for themselves, which is actually quite healthy because if you depend on other people to look out for you, you will get screwed. But you can control you looking out for yourself. So this is exciting, okay? This is why when people ask me, like, how do you leverage, how do you get more money, you need offers, okay? You can't get more scholarship money until you have offers, and you cannot bluff. This world is too small. So another student's case of mine, we have an offer, and he has a scholarship offer, okay? It was about 20000 including academic and athletic. They did a pre-read, so they had a, a genuine idea. It was an exact number. So we went to another school, and we said, hello, school. This is what they've matched us academically and athletically, D2 school. And the coach was like, look, let me talk to my admissions, 
because you can leverage admission scholarships as well. And we don't, who cares where the money comes from? Money is money. So he went to admissions and he said, look, our school saw what that school's given you admissions wise. We can give you X amount. And, you know, that would make school cost this much. Is that possible? Um, and, and as of today, we're not going to give you an athletic scholarship. But if you perform X amount of games in your fall season, we will give you a scholarship. And I have another one of my girls soccer players. It's kind of on a deal like that where she's not getting any money her first year. But if because she's a goalkeeper, if in her second and third year she's the starter, she gets 30 to 40 percent depending on her performance, and it can go up each year. So awesome. What a deal, right? We love that. So that's how we can finally make offers, or excuse me, make leverage to get more offers and go about the recruiting process. When do you normally get offers? Like what time of year? Look, this is people ask me like, when should you start? You got to start in sixth and seventh grade. You need to be focusing on making videos so you get good at them. You don't have to be good right then, but be good at making videos and working on club soccer. Like that's just the reality. There are people who are playing ECNL at 14 years old. How do you think they did that? They started earlier. So that's with club soccer. But the actual college recruiting process should start in freshman year. If you can start freshman year, it will. that's how you get offers sophomore, junior year. And that's how your lives are a lot more like relaxed. There are always exceptions to this. If you're looking at the bottom... 300 college soccer teams. You don't need to start freshman year. You can start sophomore, junior year. But if you want to go to the top ones, you just have to start earlier. That's just how it works. And I can tell you too, if those of you are dreaming to play pro soccer, it's also very true. Um, okay, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Very exciting. Wish my students luck. Just kidding. They're working with me. So there's no luck needed. No, I'm just kidding. We definitely, luck is a huge part of this process, but my job is to give you quote unquote, the most luck possible. So I'm going to help you with every single part of that. All right, I'll talk to you all soon.